0: downloading this podcast from the Freedom Center Church in Preston to you in the precious name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ my dear Freedom Center folk I love you from the bottom of my heart My dear Pastor Jack and Sue, I love you both so much. You are like mentors to us. We are so blessed by the book that you have just released. Thank you for giving me the copy, for sending, for taking time to send it to me all the way. Even though the the postage system and everything is not working well, your book reached me. I was so glad and rejoicing. Hey. There's a saying in the world, you can't keep a good man down. You can't keep Pastor Jack down. If you give him a holiday, he will write a book. If you allow him to travel on a plane 18 hours, he will write a book. You give him such a beautiful, wonderful vacation to sit at home, he will produce books. He will create new visions. I know many strategies are birthing in my dear pastor's heart. I love you. Today, I have a rhema word for you. The Lord placed this word in my heart and I'm so glad I'm going to be preaching it. Your disappointment is His appointment. His appointment, that is a beautiful poem that somebody, usually people say it's an anonymous one, but it was written in 1849 by, I'm not very familiar with the name, but uh, that, that girl who wrote that, that poem, she says, one letter makes the difference. Disappointment has D, depression, His appointment has His appointment, that is the heaven's appointment, the heavenly Father's appointment. Just one letter makes the difference from disappointment to His appointment. Are you disappointed with your life? God wants to let you know, this is my appointment for your life. This is His appointment for your life. Shall we go into the word further? I want you to turn your Bible to Luke chapter 8, verse 49 and 50. Are you ready? Luke 8 49 50. while he yet spake there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him thy daughter is dead trouble not the master but when Jesus heard it he answered him saying fear not believe only and she shall be made whole fear not believe only there is a disappointing news that comes and reaches Jairus as he is following Jesus Just to give you a sequel of what happened. Jairus went to see Jesus because his daughter was sick. And so he was very expectant that Jesus would come and heal his daughter. But unfortunately, as he was coming, there was a woman who was sick with an issue of blood for 12 years. She came in between. Jesus stopped the progress towards Jairus' house and stood to find out who touched him. Lo and behold, that woman of 12 years of misery, she came up and testified and everybody was happy. But when everybody was happy, Jairus received a sad news. Don't disturb the master, your daughter is dead. Today, we have many news, bad news from the television, from the internet surrounding us. Markets are crashing, real estates are crashing. Businesses are closing down, people are going jobless. The scenarios are bleak. Many of us are disappointed with this year. But let me tell you, in this disappointment is God's appointment for you and for me. Every turn and twist in a road does not mean it's an end, it is a bend. So also in our lives, God wants to prove that this year is not a write-off but this year is going to be a right on. Yes, my dearly beloved. Today I'm here to bring you the word of God, to dispel the fears. Jesus told Jairus, fear not only believe. He did not say, I want you to climb up the mountain. I want you to climb up the tree. I want you to stand upside down. No, he said, just believe, just trust me. Just trust that I can do it, don't fear. Don't allow the fear to grip you There are many kinds of fears One of the worst fears is fear of death Today, Satan has amplified the fear of death across the globe Because of the pandemic called coronavirus And people, some of them are committing suicide They, they didn't even catch the virus But still, they were losing their lives They thought there is no hope There is only disappointment My dear children of God God wants to dispel the fears and He wants to speak to us directly. He wants to speak to your heart and say, fear not, fear not. Just believe. Just believe. Today, I want to speak to you about how disappointments were turned into God's appointments. You know the story of Jairus, right? So Jesus asked Jairus to believe and proceeded along with him to the house of Jairus. And there he saw everybody sitting there and crying because they all thought it's over. But Jesus went inside and told the people, don't cry, She is just asleep. People were starting to laugh at him. Today, when I say God is going to build you up, God is going to restore everything that you have lost, some people might laugh at you. When you make this proclamation, you might look like a strange guy with a weird faith, but God wants to let you know, you are like somebody who is a man of faith who can see the invisible who can trust the Almighty God I want to prophesy to you and your family fear not just believe fear not just believe today I want to bring you four or five things about disappointments becoming God's appointments number one disappointments are only delays they are not the denials disappointments are delays and not denials when God told Abraham I will give you a son and through him I will raise up a nation God gave him a promise but the promise was not fulfilled the next day it took some time it was not a denial time and again God came and spoke God revealed himself in the form of angels and came and restored the faith in Abraham saying, surely I will bless you and I will bless thy seed. They shall be numerous as the sand of the seashore. They shall be like the stars of the sky. Time and again, God would come and bless him. He spoke in Genesis 12 and he had to keep reassuring him until Genesis 19. But there came a Kairos moment when God's work started happening in Abraham's life. His disappointment became God's appointment. Abraham and Sarah thought probably the boy born through Hagar is the boy they had to be satisfied with. Unfortunately, it was not so. God had other plans. Whatever he promised, God is able to do. Somebody said, Amen. There is no compromise in faith. Faith is having to trust God completely 100%. So, disappointments are not delays. Every setback is a setup for your step up. Wow, I think this is a tweet worthy, beautiful text that I can give you today. Your setbacks are God's setups for step ups. God allowed the people of Israel 400 years in the land of Egypt and then when the Kairos movement came, God was ready to deliver them. And He brought the Israelites out. And the Israelites started walking. You see, God did not take them directly towards the Philistines. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, we read like this. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. It was a shorter route. It was a nearer route. But God said, lest my people, lest my people, if they face war, might change their minds and return to Egypt. He did not want the people to be disappointed because of the war with the Philistines. He did not want them to go back to Squire one. So he said, I would rather not take them directly to Canaan, but I will take a detour into the wilderness. Sometimes we feel that God has denied things in our lives. God has shut the doors upon our expectations. But Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, for surely your expectation will be fulfilled. I know the plans I have for you plans to give you a hope and a future to give you an expected end to give you an expected end whatever you expected will surely come to pass delay is not denial God's detour is not a denial it is just that God is perfecting your disappointment into his appointment You never know what would have happened to you had you traveled the other road. Because this is God's appointed road for you. God did not want Philistines to kill Israelites because 400 years Israelites, they were not ready with ammunition. All that they did was cut bricks for the Egyptian buildings. Even though they were ready for battle, they were not trained for battle. They were more of builders. My dear children of God, you don't know what kind of enemies attack that was planned against you, that could have killed you, that could have taken your life, but God has protected you because your disappointment is His appointment. It's His appointment. He was protecting Joseph from his brothers. Had Joseph been along with his brothers, his own brothers would have killed him one day or another. So God had to remove Joseph and to put him and position him in Egypt because one day there will be a great famine and the Israelites, all the other clans of Jacob's roots, they will all travel and come. To survive them, God had to pluck out Joseph and plant him in Egypt. Today, you might not be happy with where you are you might not like your job that you are in you might not like your manager you just want to throw your towel and say hey that's it i don't want sometimes when god closes some doors or god says no or god says wait that's the time it's more irritable right we get irritated we get disappointed we go into depression why god why you promised me yes promises are God's sure word for you and for me but it is only a matter of time everybody say time Psalm 31 verse 15 the Psalmist David says my times are in your hands yes it's not in your hands nobody no astrologer can let you know where and how God is going to leave you because everything he has written in his palm he has engraven your life in his palms my dear children of God, disappointments are not delays. They are God's ways of protecting us. Whatever he has promised, it will be fulfilled in the exact shape and form that he has given you. You see, when God sent spies and they went in 40 days and spied, 12 from each clan, from the 12 tribes, 12 of them went. Joshua and Caleb got a good report. They said, if the Lord is pleased with us, we can go in immediately and possess the land. But the other 10 spies had wrong report. Their report was not based on faith. It was based on reality. Your disappointments are because you are looking at the reality and you are weighing your fortunes and your future and you're saying, I don't think I can make it. But God wants to let you know, hey Ross I'm speaking to you that that person who's sitting there and thinking my life is in a..." disarray I am not going to make it God wants to speak directly to you he says no way I have a perfect plan for you God is not a God of mistakes in God's diary God doesn't write and uh, you know rub and make corrections God has everything covered he knows the end from the beginning we know only the beginning he knows the end from the beginning And so he's got everything secure. My dear children of God, delays are God's plans for us to launch us at the right time in the right place. Launch, to launch you in the right time. That's why God delays things because he wants to bring you into perfection. You see, when the spies went and saw the land was flowing with milk and honey 40 years, because of the 40 days, they went and saw and they did not believe. God said, for 40 years, I'm going to punish you. None of the people of the 10 tribes who went in and saw and believed what the 10 guys said, the wrong report. I'm gonna kill them all in the wilderness. But as for Joshua and Caleb, they have a different spirit. They are going to inherit. In Numbers chapter 14 verse 30, the Lord says, except Caleb, son of Japune and Joshua, son of Nun. I will give them Canaan as a home. You see, when they entered into the promised land, Joshua happily gave the best to the last man standing. Yes, that was Caleb. We read in Joshua chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. Then Joshua blessed Caleb son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as his inheritance. So Hebron has belonged to Caleb, son of Jepune, the Kenazite ever since because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel wholeheartedly. Somebody said, Amen. God gives the best who give their best during their worst. The situation was so much like, you know, the Anakites, all the Canaanites. All the big barbaric giants were there in the land. But Joshua and Caleb were not intimidated. To the other ten, they looked like grasshoppers. They looked like grasshoppers. But for Joshua and Caleb, they looked like victorious people. Somebody lift your hands and say, Amen. You are going to be successful. You are going to shine in business. You are going to shine... In the field that God has planted you, if you only believe, fear not, believe, just believe. Just believe. Next, the Lord's disappointments are because He is teaching a lesson for us. It's an educational journey. Disappointments are educational. Sometimes we don't know what we are missing. You see, we have all have families, and we were so carrier minded that we seldom found time for our families but under the lockdown, what happened? God made us sit and uh, redeem and restore relationships in the family. People who haven't spoken for ages, face to face, because we are all the time on the Facebook, we never had the time to sit and speak with our children, our families, our parents, God, God's, disappointments, I mean man's disappointments are God's appointment for something greater, something far superior so he wants to teach us something family is more important your children are more important your money is not important the God that you worship is more important we never took church seriously, right? many of us But when the churches are closed down, so many people are calling up and saying, Pastor, we miss the church so badly. When the church was there, they would work all night, never turn up for the service. You ask them, they'll say, Pastor, you know the problem. I am working night shift. Sunday is the only day I get to rest, Pastor. Yeah, now you rest. You sleep and rest. Who's going to give you boa? (laughs) My dear children of God, God wants us to prioritize our life. When I say this, I speak with conviction. I don't speak from the point of standing and say, I am holier than thou, or I am perfect than you all are. I was convicted by the Holy Spirit. I wasn't taking care of my body. I would always say, oh, I'm a busy preacher. I'm traveling here and there. I don't have a schedule. But when this pandemic happened, The Lord, he convicted me that I need to exercise. First of all, what I did, I started the 5 a.m. prayer in our church. 5 to 7 a.m., we stood in the church. We are doing it right now. We stand in the church, we worship, we pray for the nation, and then we meditate on the word of God until 7 a.m. 7 a.m., I go and start walking, and then I do workout with my trainer. Now I've restructured, I have reprioritized. I'm now spending time with my family, we are eating together, we are discussing about God with the family. We're emphasizing the need with our all my boys in the ministry, a whole team of young people, engineers who are working with me. Now they are rising up early morning standing with me until late in the night. They are completely focused and sold out for God now. We are recording empty number of messages every day and worships and whatnot every day. The boys, the young boys in the youth, their life has completely changed because now they have prioritized God, godliness, spiritual mindedness. God wants to teach us a lesson. God wants to speak something. Are we ready to hear what God is speaking? Why else would God put everything to stop? This is not, this is a historical break, right? This is not an ordinary kind of a break for the whole world. World War happened, it happened only in a few countries. But this kind of a complete stop, this could happen only with the permission of God. So God wants us to prioritize our life seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness all these things shall be added unto you let us reprioritize our life our priorities let us remove things which have been a burden in our lives let us learn to run away from things that were pulling us down this is time for us to correct ourselves the psalmist david says before i went astray The first thing that happened to me was, I went far away from you and your word. That is why when you reprioritize God's word in your life, this word of God, the written word of God, the logos word of God, as we recommit ourselves, God wants to restructure our life to a glorious blessing. Somebody said, Amen. You might ask pastor, Is this the time for God to, you know, kind of restructure me? This is a very tough time. Why does God need to correct me? yeah, what happens to your bike when you are riding, suddenly your tire bursts? You are riding a car, your right side tire suddenly bursts when you are riding at 140 miles per hour. You are riding the car and your tire bursts. What will happen to your car? Your right side tyre. You will cross the median, go to the other oncoming traffic and you will have a head-on collision. You might die on the spot. But now, your vehicle is parked and God wants you to check your tyre, check the air in your vehicle. What does the mechanic do when you take a tyre to check whether the air pressure, there there is a puncture in the tube he removes the tube from the tire, fills it with air, and pushes it underneath water. When it goes underneath the water, all the the holes will start gushing the air from inside, and the mechanic will see the correct spot, and he will put a matchstick in that hole. He will put it. He will mark it. So also when we are going through pressure. situations in our life right now it is time for us to sit and see where we are leaking where we are not right with God the people of Israel had a very big victory against the the city of Jericho next was Ai Ai was a small town so uh, Joshua thought Ai piece of cake we'll go and win it overnight But when they went there, they lost the battle. Joshua saw his own Israelite people killed, not just by tens and twenties, but by hundreds. When he saw that thousands of people are falling down, Joshua was so broken at heart. He just lay down face flat on the floor. God appeared to him and said, Joshua chapter uh, seven verse 10, Joshua, Why are you lying down? Why is your face turned towards the ground? Then he explained and said, Joshua, is it not because there was a sin in your camp? There is somebody in your camp who hid things which were detestable from my sight. I had told them not to carry it along with them. That's a curse. It's an accursed thing. And he has hidden it inside his camp. Inside our camp, there is an enemy you need to find out so Joshua cast lots and they found Hagan when Joshua questioned him Hagan becomes an approver and he says yes yes I brought things from Jericho they are hidden under my tent they are hidden under my tent what was there some silver a garment a wedge of gold all these things that were hidden a Babylonian, you know, a garment was hidden under his tent. What is hiding under our tent? What is hiding in your house? What is hiding in your cell phone? What is hiding inside your incognito browser? What is hiding inside your password enabled laptops and cell phones God wants you to remove the Hagan so that he might give you a victory they stoned Hagan and it was called the Valley of Arkor. then the Israelites progressed God gave a new strategy God gave a new strategy to go before Ai He asked Joshua to split the people into three groups and he asked them to go and win the battle. They went likewise. New strategy worked and they were victorious. Somebody lift your hands and say a big amen, hallelujah. But Joshua chapter seven verse 13, God said, go consecrate the people. You cannot stand against your enemies until you remove that accursed thing. My dear children of God, God wants to educate you God wants to remind you there are things which he wants you to set right, restructure so that your disappointment will become his appointment Somebody lift your hands and say Amen you See, Peter was sitting and mending his nets Disappointed guy Whole night he tried but he caught nothing, no fish in the Sea of Galilee but Jesus Christ came towards him. He, along uh, with his brother John, were sitting and they were mending their nets, meaning that there, there was a fault in their uh, approach. There were some things which were broken in their life. And they were trying to find what was the fault. Probably you are at that position now. God, I have understood where my fishes have been escaping. But I don't know I am disappointed all my hard work has come to waste I had planned to build a house I had planned to get married this year I wanted to go to US this year my visa was approved everything was ready but why why did not why did not I get what I targeted for 2020 I started with so many dreams Almost half the year is gone. What about me, God? My children of God. When God asked the boat of Peter, he had a plan. In this lockdown period, in this period of great confusion and chaos, God wants to speak to you and say, hey, I need your boat. I need your family for ministry. I need you to come and serve me. Your downtime is prep time, preparatory time. I want to prepare you for the oncoming blessing. When Peter, the disappointed man with the disappointed boat, with the disappointment of a net, gave his boat to Jesus, and Jesus would stand and preach the gospel to the people standing on the shore first time. Jesus has a floating stage I think he should be the master of all good evangelism I have constructed many stages for huge crusades But never had I had a a floating stage But Jesus would have a floating stage And he could just move around in the ship And speak to so many thousands of people His preaching was over Now he turns to Simon and says Launch into the deep and let down your debts but because I have a catch for you Simon said sir, I know you intend to do well master but we have toiled all night we tried the whole of 2019 2020 first six months we tried so many things nothing seems to be working but at thy word because of thy word I will let down the net When they had done this, the Bible says they caught a great multitude of fishers that their net broke. The net started breaking. I want to prophesy to somebody who's watching this sermon today. God wants to let you know your disappointment is my appointment for a great catch. You are going to have a net breaking blessing you are going to be released with God's blessing so much so that you will lend and you will call the other boats and you will fill the other boats because God has blessed you with enough and more to serve and help the community. Sir, your disappointment is God's time of great appointment. So consecrate yourself. Number four, disappointments are times of adjustment. Many times in a life, Life becomes boring and uh, routine. We are in a kind of a uh, programmed lifestyle. Every day living a life without anything that is uh, great or noteworthy. What do you want to be written on your cemetery uh, stone? When you're dead and gone, on your cemetery? what would the inscription be? he came he lived and he died or here lies the mighty man of god who turned many people to christ or here lies a great man of wisdom here lies a mighty worshiper here lies a guy who influenced as a blessing for the whole nation the nations do you want to live an ordinary life or do you want to lead a testimonial life god is trying to adjust things in your life. Your disappointment is God allowing you to find out your real appointment. In the year 1920, there was an examining board for people to be sent as missionaries. They were interviewing people. Oswald Smith was one such person who came to that interview. He came and attended the interview. He wanted very much to be a missionary. He wanted to leave his country and go, but unfortunately, the team that interviewed him said, Sorry, you don't meet our criterion. you cannot be a missionary. Never, never! Because of the health conditions and various other reasons. This broke the heart of Oswald Smith. What did he do? Many people when they are disappointed, some of them they go into depression, Some of them, they go into rejection. Some of them take to their old sinful ways. Some of them even contemplate suicide. Destruction is not the way for great success. You need to know to reprogram yourself. This is not the way. What is the way, Lord? How do you want me to do? Churches are closed. How do you want me to rework my strategy? Through the net, through Facebook, through Zoom call, we, the church has learned to adapt. Why not you, sir? God has a difference. Oswald Smith, what did he do? He prayed and he, he, he got a revelation. God said, you will not be a missionary, but you will send missionaries. So Oswald Smith headed back and he started a church in Toronto. It's called the People's Church in Toronto, Canada. You know what happened? At that time, More than any other church in his time, more than any other church, his church began to send the highest number of missionaries to the whole world. To the whole world, Oswald Smith's church sent people. My dear children of God, God wants to let you know, if not the way that you thought, He has a better way. Can you just submit to His way? last but not the least i want to speak to you heart to heart about your personal spiritual life are you okay with your spiritual living are you disappointed with your spiritual life initially when the pandemic started everybody became holy i will not do this i will not do that otherwise corona will strike me i will fall sick and i will die now people have overcome their fears turning to their own sinful ways People are taking granted God one more time. But God is so loving and so full of grace. He is still coming after you because He knows in your disappointments, God will bring an appointment that will change your life for a lifetime. Somebody said, Amen. Samaritan woman. The story about the Samaritan woman. Jesus came to Samaria. He was very hungry, was very thirsty. He asked his disciples to go to the nearby town and get something to eat. While the disciples were away, there was a woman who was walking down to the well of Jacob where Jesus Christ was sitting. And so Jesus is asking the Samaritan woman, give me water to drink. That woman says, you are a Jewish man. I'm a Samaritan woman. Jews don't uh, usually, they mix with the Samaritans because they always look down upon Samaritans so why do you ask me water? Jesus says if you know who is asking water you would not question him you you would have asked him and he would have given the living waters so she says you don't have anything to draw the water the well is too deep so how will you give me water? She questions him saying, Art thou greater than our father Jacob, who gave this well and drank? Jesus said, whoever drinks the water, this water shall thirst, but whoever drinks the water that I shall give him, they shall thirst no more. The woman says, give me this water because I won't get thirsty anymore. To which Jesus says, go call your husband and come. The woman instantly replies i don't have a husband you see this woman was lying to jesus and jesus immediately did not say whoa that's a wrong answer you are chasing out of my glorious kingdom go to hell no he said you have said correctly you don't have a husband it's true she says how is it that you know he says five husbands you had the sixth fellow whom you are now with is not your husband you're not married to him you said it right this girl was completely destroyed she says immediately you are a prophet you are a prophet my children of god jesus have easily sidelined this girl in the eyes of the society she is a lustful girl the society looked at her as a lustful woman because she married five times she changed husband like changing a dress the sixth guy she was living with she had a thirst and the thirst was not fulfilled. Why do you think many people are sinning? There is something in their life that they were disappointed with. Excuse me, sir. Don't write off anybody easily. There are reasons why people are suffering. Don't judge people easily. (laughs) The disciples looked at Jesus, looked at this woman. I think they would have written off and said, Jesus, why are you even speaking to this girl? One, uh, one uh, sinful woman was crying and wiping the feet of Jesus. Disciples were speaking with each other. Does he know that this girl is a very evil girl? You see, the world will judge you upon your history, but God will lift you because he knows your history. Hallelujah. He knows your future. The world will look at your past and judge you but Christ wants to turn your disappointment into his appointment he spoke to that girl and the girl was touched she ran into Samaria she brought the whole town to Jesus when Jesus preached everyone said not because of you because of what we heard today we believe in Jesus hallelujah somebody lift your hands and say amen I am Thinking, why God spent time with this Samaritan woman you know the secret she was the seed that God was placing for a future harvest later in the Acts of the Apostles Stephen and Philip they will come to Samaria and they will see a big revival but for the revival that is going to come God picked up a seed called the Samaritan woman we don't know her name But a disappointed woman with her married life, she became the greatest ambassador of evangelism in Samaria. Brother, sister, who knows? Your spiritual disappointment can be quenched by God today. Do you want the living water? Right now, I want you to close your eyes and ask him. Father, fill me, Lord. Fill me, fill me. We're going to sing this song. He's the living waters. Welcome the Holy Spirit in your life. He will come and transform you. He will come and change your life. And God says, I'm gonna change your disappointment into a great appointment. Blessings are coming. God wants to intervene and change your curse towards a victory. Lift up your eyes and seek the Lord right now. Everybody, everywhere, just lift your hands and stand wherever you are. Welcome, Holy Spirit, we are in your presence, fill us with your power, live inside of me, one more time welcome holy spirit we are in your presence fill us with your power live inside of me you're the living water you're the living water. come on welcome holy spirit things are planned through you through Freedom Center through you my dear friend my dear brother my dear sister don't worry about your marriage God will restore your life today you might look like a vagabond you might look like a person completely written off by the whole world but God says no I have a plan for you fear not just believe just believe just believe I have a plan for you it is all written here You are my precious one. How will I forsake you? You are my Ephraim. How will I forsake you? My dear children of God, God wants to bless you. Father, I pray with all my heart for my dear people at Freedom Center. For all the people living in the United Kingdom. For all the precious friends. Especially at the church at Freedom Center. Today, I release your appointment for them Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus Eat the new beginning from August Everything be rewritten in your children's life Let there be new beginnings In Revelation 21 verse 5 You declared and said Behold The one who sits on the throne says I make everything new I will make everything new So also I pray That you Will turn their disappointments into your appointments by releasing that new assignment. Yes, Lord, our future is secure with you. The plans you have for us are plans to give you a hope and a future. You know to give us the expected end. Father, I pray and bless every near and dear ones right now. Those who are going to be sitting in the church to receive this sermon, those who are going to see it later, I pronounce a blessing on them, Lord. None of them will perish. You will be a wall of fire around the house, around the family, around the businesses, around everything that they put their hands into. I bless my dear pastor. Pastor Jack and Pastor Sue and their entire family. I thank you for every children, for the fruit of the womb, from generation to generation. Bless the whole family, Lord. Bless the elders at Freedom Center, all the young leaders at Freedom Center. Lord, that is a great work that you are raising in the United Kingdom. And this Freedom Center is going to be the forefront of the mighty revival, the move of the Holy Spirit. Greater glory of its Lord. So Father, I thank you because in this disappointment, there is a great appointment, his appointment that is going to be revealed. I bless my wonderful family. I so long to see them in person, but thank you for the opportunity to yet again, bring the word of God to be a blessing to my wonderful family. I bless them wholeheartedly, give you glory, honor and praise in Jesus name I pray. And God's people said a big amen, amen. Pastor Jack and Pastor Sue, Me and Joy and the entire family, we love you so much. We respect your leadership. You are an apostle, uh, like, you know, being sent across the globe. And we just can't wait to have you back in India in our church. Once again, thank you so much. We we, we give much love. We pass it on all the way from India to your church, Freedom Center. God bless you, everyone. Bye-bye.